Good morning. Happy Sunday every day. Happy Sunday, everybody. How you doing? You doing good? Can, I, can everybody stand up? Can everybody stand up? We want to welcome y'all. There's energy in here, I'm telling you. want to welcome all our campuses, Chula Vista, City Heights, San Marcos, and El Cajon, and Oahu. We got Oahu out here. Come on now. Come on. Come on, baby. Uh, we are in week three of our series, um, Foreign, Fra- Foreign Foundation, and we are ending our 21-day fast. How many of y'all ready to get your fast over with? Come on now, come on now. How many of y'all, how many of y'all have, God has spoken something profound to you during your fast? Amen. So here's my encouragement to you. Write it down because you will forget. Write it down and, and make sure that you live out in the light what God told you in the dark. God told you stuff in private and he meant it. So don't forget it. And let every, every year when I go to a fast, every year God makes another big change. Another big change. Another big change. And just make sure you don't forget what he said because he's trying to set you up for a bigger blessing in your life in the future. Can I get amen? Amen. A couple of announcements before I start. Um, I am a sucker for Girl Scout cookies. I know it's Girl Scout cookie. Girl Scout cookie uh, season. So if you want to sell cookies, you find me. Um, <laughs> But here's the deal. You got to come with your spiel. Don't just say, I go to Rock, buy my cookies. I'm not dealing with that. You got to give me the whole rundown. I want to see the chart. I want to pick out my cookies. Um, and and I want to I hear the spiel. And then I, I will buy a cookie, box of cookies from you. Uh, amen? amen? Don't be coming here 25 years old saying you were a Girl Scout. You want to buy some cookies? <laughs> but you're going to have to pamphlet. You just want some money. You know what I mean? The other thing is um, I'm going to tell you something now I'm going to challenge you in something now that the formal challenge will come later, but you need to be praying about it now. Okay? This year, 2023, I want to encourage all of y'all. Everyone say all y'all. All y'all. At all the campuses, all of y'all, especially y'all who've been here. I mean, there may be some visitors. You could just take this a little lightly, but the, y'all who come here, that this year you are going to lead one person to the Lord. And, holla, holla, holla. And you are going to get them, we're going to unveil the discipleship process here, but we have small groups and so and coming to church and all that kind of stuff you already know about. But you're not only going to lead them to the Lord, but you're going to walk them into their process of knowing God, growing community, make a difference. You're not just going to have them pray and, and go, you're going to, you're going to pay, you're going to let no man or woman leave, be, let, get left behind. Can I get Amen. So I want you to be praying about that because all of y'all got a bunch of people in your life. And two weeks ago, we had an evangelism seminar here and, and a whole bunch of people got activated. There's a bunch of people who identified as evangelists. We're having a meeting today after service um, uh, for those people. But a lot of y'all got inspired. Let's go. Let's go. If you're watching the news... You know what's going on in Memphis. You know what happened in Memphis and all, the, and all the division in the world. That's just the tip of the iceberg. And what I mean by that, there's evil everywhere. There's evil everywhere. And the only answer, when you hear people talk about they violated Tyree Nichols' humanity, they did. But what's humanity? It's the image of God in us. It's the image of God in us. And so we have to represent the image of God, which is the character and heart of God. That's what that means. The world doesn't know. They say humanity, but, the, but what does that mean? It means that, that God made us in his image so we can represent his heart, his love, his patience, his kindness. So we're here to learn how to do that. Amen? And so, so let's rem, be reminded and not to point fingers, even though that was horrible and it was detestable. My son's a cop. My dad's a cop. Trust me, I get it. 
But we're all sinners and we all have to say, okay, God, what does that mean for me? How can I be more like Jesus in my life? And that's what we're here for. Amen? Amen. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you for your goodness. And we pray you challenge us today, encourage us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to someone next to you and say, uh, Jesus loves you. Okay, turn to Matthew chapter 19. Matthew 19. Matthew 19. And I have a question for you very, with a very simple answer that I'm going to give you the answer to the question, but I'm going to ask you the question. When you uh, meet somebody or guys, you see a girl you want to know or ladies, you want to see a guy you want to know, what is the highest priority activity you should engage in in order to get to know that person? And the answer is talk with them. Say talk with them. Say conversation. Very good. If you have a conflict with somebody and you need to work that conflict out, what is the highest priority activity you should engage in? Say talk to them. Say conversation. If you have a job you want to learn and someone's going to teach you about that job, what is the highest priority activity you should engage in? Say talk to them. Say talk to them. If you are dismantling a bomb. (laughs) And you don't know how to dismantle the bomb. And you're the only one there to dismantle the bomb. And someone's on the radio trying to help you dismantle the bomb. What is the highest priority activity you should engage with that person on the other side? You need to talk to them, okay? Okay. When you meet God, what is the highest priority activity if you want to get to know God? You got to talk to him. It's called prayer. Prayer needs to be your priority. If you got issues with God, I'm sorry. uh, Yes, some people got issues with God. But God's got issues with you. What's the highest priority activity you should be involved in to work that out? Talk to him. Prayer. If you're trying to learn how to think like God, act like God, love like God, what is the highest priority activity you need to be engaging with God? Talk to him. Prayer. Prayer is our priority. Everyone say prayer Prayer. is our priority. We are going through our eight values of the church and we talked about Jesus as our focus. Prayer, Jesus is our message. Prayer is our priority. Priority. If you do not pray and talk to God, you are walking in the dark. You cannot afford to just come to church, listen to me, be inspired, hopefully, and then leave and wait till next week. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. You have to be praying without ceasing. Prayer is communication with God. It's very simple. Prayer is not you telling God what you want only. God knows what you want more than, God knows what you need more than what you want. And what you need is more important than what you want. How many of you know that God knows you better than you? Can I get an amen? God knows you better than you. So you may say, dear God, I I, I want that car. And God's like, you can't afford that car. I remember when I was, when I was playing football, I, I, I bought a Mercedes Benz. And I, I remember buying the car saying, I don't need this car. I should not buy this car. And I remember the guy selling it to me. He says, I don't even know why I'm selling it to you. It was just a bad deal all around. <laughs> but 
But for some reason, I was like, you know, I'm an NFL, I need to get a bit. It was an old Mercedes. It wasn't even a new car. And that car was the biggest headache in my life. But God said, no, you do not need, you need to be praying with God. God, I want to do this. And by the way, the Bible says if you delight yourself in the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. Which means that if you say, God, I want to please you. I want to live like you. I want to act like you. God will instill his desires into your heart. It doesn't mean, well, God, if I like you and I want to be like you, you'll give me whatever I want. No, it doesn't mean that. It means that you will give me the desires of my heart. You will, you will establish what those desires are. And when you have God's desires, guess what? And pray them, it happens. It happens. That's why when, when you see Jesus walk around the Bible, he would, he, he, wouldn't, he would heal people without even seeing them. He would just, it would just drip off him. It just drip, just drip. And they would touch his clothes, pop, pop. There was a lady who had an issue of blood, which means she had a flow. And, and for 12 years straight, Ladies, for 12 years, all the fellas are like, what, what does that mean? And don't worry about it. I'm just talking to the ladies right now. Okay, 12 years. The Bible says she spent all the money. She, she had no money. And now in those days when you, when you were bleeding, during your monthly deal, you were uh, ceremonially unclean. You couldn't touch anything. Well, if you touched it, it was unclean. So people had to stay away from you. You couldn't go to synagogue. You couldn't socialize. So this woman dealt with that for 12 years. And she said, if I could only touch his clothes. Because it was just, power was dripping off of him. Why? Because he spent so much time with the Father that he was, the, the Spirit of God was flowing through him so powerfully. All, a lot of times we're going against God. And we're saying, God, I want this guy. And God's like trying to pull us. No, pray this. No, pray this. And we spend a lot of time fighting God for what to pray for. But if you prayed what God wanted, boom, boom. So prayer is communication with God. What does it mean to have a prayer as a priority? A priority is the fact or condition of being regarded or treated as important. If I ask all of y'all, when do you pray? Where do you pray? How long do you pray? And if you say, well, I, I pray when I go to church. I pray right before I go to bed. I pray before my food, especially when my cousin makes it because he can't cook. And uh, <laughs> then I would say prayer is not a priority to you. So how are you getting to know God? How are you hearing him? How are you speaking to him? How are you making your requests known to him? How are, you, how are you dialoguing and, and, and getting vision and wisdom and clarity for your future? When does that happen? Well, it kind of happens as I go through the day. Well, I'm not saying that that doesn't happen also, but if that's all you got, it's probably you're getting a, not a, bad, you're getting a, a, a really a bad signal. Because if that's all you're getting and you don't really know the voice of God, because God has a small, still voice, he ain't going to shout at you. By the way, God will watch you ruin your life and go, man, I wish they would listen to me. But you're so loud screaming at the TV, screaming at the, at the people on the street, screaming at your boss or, or talking behind people's back. God's like, uh, you don't need to be doing that. I want, I want to tell you a better way of getting it. Because the Bible says he, has a, he speaks to us in a small, still voice. Because if he shouted, we would melt. Y'all remember that, that cartoon, Vavoom? How many of y'all do not know the cartoon of Vavoom? Okay, so, y'all. Okay, all y'all who just raised your hand on all the campus, raise your hand one more time. 
How many of y'all, like 90% of y'all, how many of y'all, keep your hand up, please. I'm just going to ask you another question. How many of y'all are under 35 years old? Okay, see, it's an old cartoon. Here's the cartoon. It's when I was little, so it was like 50 years old, okay? I don't even think there was words in this cartoon. He would just walk around, little guy, and he would go, boom, and he would just blow holes in mountains. And that's all I, don't, that's all I remember. Boom, and he, boom. It's like a... If God spoke to you, it'd be like Vavon. If he yelled, that's why he has to, it's like he has to talk to you like this. It's like talking to an infant. You don't yell at infants. You go, hi, how you doing? I'm getting ready to have a little a granddaughter in three months. Oh, oh, you know I'm going to be. Hi, how are you? I'm not going to be like, yo, what's up? <laughs> Okay, so let's look at Jesus and his priority prayer. We're not going to get through this whole sermon. I can already tell. Well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go through. Let's go through Jesus. Jesus prayed for children. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says the little children were brought to him that he might put his hands on them and pray, but the disciples rebuked them. Little next next one. Jesus prayed with other people. Now it came to pass about eight days after these things that he took Peter, James, and John and went to the mountain to pray. Who's your prayer accountability partner? Now, by the way, it doesn't mean you have to be physically with them, but if there's somebody in your life who you could just say, hey, let's hold each other accountable to pray. Just, I mean, we talk to each other every day. Why don't every day when we talk just say, hey, did you pray today? That's it. That's it. Look to the person next to you and say, did you pray today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just prayed when Pastor Miles prayed a few minutes ago. <laughs> that don't count. That don't count. <laughs> If you had a prayer partner, a prayer accountability, I have a friend of mine, he's a pastor in Boston, um, Pastor Matt, one of my closest friends. He wakes up at three o'clock every day and prays. Prays for hours. And, and, and can I tell that he's different than the people who don't do that? Uh-huh. He got something on him. Uh-huh. And, and so he's my accountability. Do I get up at three o'clock? No. It's not my flow. I get up at five. But he has challenged me. And we always talk about prayer and we pray together. When my wife was sick, he lives in Boston. He passes the biggest church in New England. And he's in Boston. And he, he said to me, my wife was in the hospital a couple years now. It's almost a year and a half ago with COVID. Dying. He said, hey, yo, man, how can I help you? I said, and I was joking. I said, hey, man, bring me some pizza. East Coast pizza is better than West Coast pizza. New York pizza is better than Boston pizza. He's in Boston, so I figure I'll slum it, get some Boston pizza. <laughs> Three days later, he knocked on my door with a box of pizza. And I was like, brother, what are you doing here? Where are you staying? I'm staying with you. No, I can't, I can't host you. I'm thinking about my wife. You know what we did every day? We prayed for hours. Who is your prayer person? It doesn't have to be someone who prays like that. It could just be someone who says, I'm going to make a covenant with you that every day we're going to ask each other, did you pray? Just start there. And when you start complaining about this, they should be the one to ask you, did you pray about it? When you start complaining about this, they should be the one to say, did you pray about it? When you start worrying, did you pray about it? When you get sick, did you pray about it? When you make, the, I got to make decisions, did you pray about it? That's the person who asked you that. That is not complicated. Turn to the person next to you and say, that's not complicated. 
It's not. <laughs> Look at the next one. Look at the next one. It says Jesus prayed alone. Look what the Bible says. Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Where is the place that you pray? Well, I pray in the car. I pray when I'm doing this. I pray. No, great. But where is the regular place that you pray? When you wake up in the morning, where is the chair that Jesus is sitting to wait to have a meeting with you? Now, you can pray going to work. You should. You, should. you can pray in your car instead of listening to, the, to the, the bump and grind music. That's great. You can pray in the bus. You can pray in the trolley. You can pray walking on the beach. Fabulous. We're actually going to talk about that. But where's the regular, when you get up in the morning, the first thing, and first thing, so God can set your day. For the last 21 days, I did a 15-minute prayer at 8 o'clock in the morning on Instagram. If you don't follow me on Instagram, go follow me. And I posted every single one of them for 21 days. You can go do it. 15 minutes. Start the day right. Why? Because when you get up, before you open your eyes, the devil's already, when you're asleep, the devil's attacking you. So sometimes some of y'all might have experienced, I know I do all the time, where before I open my eyes, I'm already stressed out. Anybody? That's spiritual warfare. That's why you have to rebuke that in the morning because if you get up stressed out, you walk around all grumpy and, and then you're, oh, I don't got enough food and you eat your breakfast and you go to work and you, you go to work late and then your boss says, why are you late? And you're, oh, oh, don't look. Your day's jacked up. And then at the end of the day, after you jacked up the whole day, dear God, please bless me. Are you, uh, uh, what? <laughs> bless you, I got to fix you. <laughs> So early in the morning, where is your place? So here's my challenge to you. Make it a priority that I'm going to sit in that chair, I'm going to walk around that room, and I'm going to be with Jesus because he's going to be here waiting for me when I wake up. So when you wake up, just know he's waiting for you. He's waiting for you. He's like, where we at? Okay, let's, let's do the next one. Look what it says. Jesus prayed regularly. That's a hard word for me. Jesus often withdrew to a lonely place to pray often, every day. Say every day. Say every day. Say if prayer is a priority to me, everybody in all the campuses, if prayer is a priority to me, I need to pray every day. Boom. I need to pray without ceasing. Um, how many of y'all acknowledge that you talk to yourself? Okay, I'm going to do a message one time about, watch this. When you talk to yourself, who is talking to who? I'm going to drop something on you, but I'm not going to go there because it's a, it's a sermon that's going to... Literally, there are individual parts in your brain that are actually having a conversation. But we're not going to go there today. Instead of talking to yourself all day, talk to Jesus. Now, how do you do that? Walk around and go, dear Lord... Yehovah Shammah, the Lord is here. Yehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace. El Shaddai, God Almighty. Dear God, bless me. Dear God, give me wisdom. Dear God, I'm getting ready to have this argument. Dear God, I think this person's mad at me. Dear God, I think this person's tripping. That God person's on drugs. Or maybe they're not on drugs. Maybe they're just mad. I don't know what it is, but give me wisdom. I don't know. That girl likes me. Maybe she don't like me. Maybe she's psycho. I don't understand. Constantly. Constantly. Amen? Look at the next, look what it says. It says, Jesus prayed in nature. 
Look what the Bible says. He went to the, and now it came to pass in those days that Jesus went to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. Walk on the beach and pray. And by the way, if you walk on the beach, walking barefoot, get grounded, uh, get your body grounded electrically with the, with the earth. It's really a real thing. Um, walk on the beach and pray. Look at the next one. Jesus prayed marathon prayers. Oh, come on now. He spent all night in prayer. If five minutes is the longest you pray, imagine trying to get somebody, getting to know somebody with five minutes of conversation every day. You're going to get to know them this much. But if you spent time in prayer, hour, first five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And if I get through these, we're going to get to, I'm going to show you a little, give you a little structure how to do that. And please get your phone off. You can take notes on this when we get there uh, to help you give you a structure on how to do that. But spend time just sitting with God. Because one of the most powerful parts of prayer is listening. God, speak to me. What God has to say to you is way more important than what you have to say to him because he knows everything you're going to say. And a lot of times we know nothing about what he's going to say. Listen, God didn't make this thing complicated. We make this thing complicated. Look at the next one. Jesus prayed through important decisions. How many of y'all got an important decision that you're, you're, you're struggling with right now? Just raise your hand, you got an important decision. That person next to you is your important decision. How do you love that person next to you? In these days, he went to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued to pray. All night he prayed, and when he came, he called his disciples and chose them from 12 whom he named apostles. You got a money decision, a relationship decision, a career decision, a, what, what you're going to study in school decision. I was talking to my man Gio over here. I just met this young man named Gio. How do I get to know him? I just said, what's your name, Gio? I started asking him all these questions about his life, all these questions about what, he, what he's like. He says, I'm good at math. That's a, I said, get a math job. That's your superpower. God, show me. It, listen, if you told God, all of y'all, how many of y'all have a job? You, how many of you would love a better job? Raise your hand. Okay, great. You know what that better job is? I promise you here's the answer to your better job. It's the job that leverages the gifts God has given you. And if you told God, God, I, I, I appreciate the job I have now, but I think there's something better for me. I ain't throwing shade on what you've given me here, but I think there's something better for me that leverages the gift you have given me so I can glorify you. Show me what that is, and I want to step into that. Ooh, you say that day after day after day after day. Now, here's the thing. Be careful because, oh, oh, just, just hold that thought. Are y'all following me? That's an important decision. So you pray that. Lord, this, this person I'm dating, I mean, she's fine. But there's just something, or he's fine. But there's just something. How many of y'all don't know what fine is, by the way? Because I, I know I'm, I'm a little old. Okay. But there's something ain't right. Lord, she's so sweet. He's so nice. But is this the one? Please show me. Okay, let's keep, reading. Let's keep going because I've got to get to the end. Jesus prayed for those who believe in God. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, 
but for those whom you have given me, for they are yours. Jesus also prayed for those who, next one, who would believe in God. You need to pray for those people you're going to lead to the Lord. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through your word. God's praying for the church. I pray for y'all, and y'all need to pray for the people who don't know God. Pray for the people who don't know God. All y'all got someone in, in, in your life that doesn't know Jesus. Can I get an amen? You need to pray for them. Well, I don't like them. That's your issue. Because if you can't forgive them, God can't forgive you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Let's go to the next one. And then it says, Jesus taught persistence in prayer. Don't give up. Everyone say, don't give up. Look at the person next to you and say, don't give up. If you give up and God goes, I, I was just getting ready to answer the prayer. I have learned, I've seen this pattern with me and God. I've seen this pattern with me and God. I'm not saying this is going to be with you. But I've seen this pattern with me and God that I will pray, 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 pray. And I can, I can almost sense him going, I'm going to see if you're going to give up. Month go by, see if you're going to give up. And he affirms in my heart, keep praying. Keep doing Sometimes stuff happens in a week. Sometimes stuff happens in a month. Sometimes stuff happens in six months. And sometimes stuff happens in two years. They're all different. But, I, but, but he, he, he just holds me like, keep going. Keep going. Don't give up. Everyone say, don't give up. Don't give up. Look what the Bible says. Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should pray and not give up. Say, don't give up. Don't give up. Let's keep going. Next one. What's the next one? Jesus prayed unselfishly. Look what the Bible says. Right before he was crucified, he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, Oh, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but your will be done. Watch this. Don't ever pray for God to do something that you are not willing to be part of the solution. I'm going to say that three times. Oh, come on now. Don't ever pray for something that you want God to do unless you are willing to be part of the solution. Dear God, I pray you heal them. Well, go and pray for them. I don't like them. You do it. No, 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 no. Lord, Lord, Lord I pray they get saved. Well, you talk to them. No, I'm bringing them to church. Let Pastor Miles do it. No, 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 no. I, Lord, Lord I, I pray that you, you fix our relationship. Well, you got to go over and apologize. If you're not willing to be part of it, you can't pray it. Because what you're, when you're praying, you're saying, dear God, I am surrendering to your will. I want to, I am, I am want to be shaped and molded into your image. And I'm asking for this. And, he, and God is a very efficient God. He gets two, three, four for one. What does that mean? That means he answers your prayer, changes you, changes them, glorifies himself all at the same time. But if you think this is like, go do it, nah. I had a person come to me once. They say, hey, Pastor Miles, I, you know, I want you to witness to somebody. They, they, they need a gospel, and I'm going to bring them to you. I said, don't bring them to me. You do it. What did they do? They brought them to me. True story. They literally brought them to me, and they're like, hey, Pastor Miles, this is the guy I was telling you about. And, you know, they really need a Lord, and I thought you might talk to them. Literally, this happened. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Hey, you need a God. Yeah. Well, I'll pray for you that, you know, someone can share the gospel with you. Maybe you guys can talk. And I said, let me just pray for you right now that y'all will work it out. And, and I didn't witness to him. And that dude was like, what? He didn't say that, but I could see his face like, what? I told you. Am I your private, private priest? You. 
You, are, you know enough. What happened? They went and sat out, and he, and he followed through. So don't be like God. Now, I'm not saying I'm not, if you bring somebody to you, I'm not going to pray for that. I'm not saying that. <laughs> However, every situation is different. That's why you got to pray. And if God says, tells, tells me, uh-uh, don't, don't, don't do that for him. Let him do it. I, I, yes, sir. You got to do it yourself. So don't pray for something that you're not willing to be part of. And if God tells you he wants something fixed and you say, well, I'm not going to pray because he may use me. How selfish is that? Jonah, God told Jonah, go to Nineveh, wicked people. And Jonah ran the other way, got swallowed by a whale. Why? Because Jonah knew God was going to do it. He was going to heal the people. He didn't want to be part of it. He didn't want the people to get blessed. How selfish is that? So don't be Jonah. Okay, let's go to the next one. I think we're done. One, okay, here, here, write these down, please. Then we're going to land this plane. Everyone say land the plane. One, tell God, this is your structure for your prayer. Here's how you can pray for an hour. Do each one of these for 10 minutes. And practice, practice, practice. One, tell God I, pray, I praise you, God. Just tell God for two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes, how good he is. Look what the Bible says, Lord's Prayer. Look what the Bible says. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed or holy is your name. That's what that means. God, you are good. Everyone say, God, you are good. Number two, say to God, have your way with my life. Just spend five minutes telling God, do whatever you want with me. Change my diet, change my music, change what I watch on TV, change how I talk, change how I eat, change what I talk about, change the conversations I'm having with people. Just have your way with my life. Just tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them, tell them. Look at the Bible says, Lord's Prayer. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, may your will for my life be done in my life as it is in heaven. Bring kingdom of God alignment. Everyone say kingdom of God alignment. That means you're crooked, bring kingdom of God alignment. Align my life with what's kingdom of God and what's in heaven. Align my life. May your will in, on earth be as it is in heaven in my life. Bring kingdom of God alignment in my language, in my diet, in my clothes, in my, in my attitude, in my perspective, in how I view myself, in how I treat myself, in my vision for my life, in what I'm pursuing for my life, how I'm pursuing it, on and on and on and on and on. Give all that to God. Give all that to God and he will start to change your heart. Number three, learn to say sorry. Everyone say, say sorry. Say, God, I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Look what it says. Look at the Lord's Prayer. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Um, Forgive me. Watch this. Watch out. Forgive me in the same way I forgive them. You got a grudge against somebody? God's going to have a grudge against you. But you don't know what they did. Uh, well, of course, I don't, but God does. I, you, you, well, God, you don't, God knows, and God knows that you don't know. You don't know what God, you don't know the whole story. You just know what you experienced. God, forgive me as I forgive them. God, forgive me in the same level that I forgive them. If I forgive them a five on a scale of five, on a scale of ten, a five, forgive me a five. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> If I towards them, then you could be towards me. Uh-oh. Look at the next one, number four. Ask God to help you not sin. How many of you have stopped sinning in, in some area in your life since you gave your life to the Lord? Okay, okay. Guess what? Keep going. Don't think, well, I'm a sinner, so I'm always going to do this. No. 
Not necessarily. God can change. Ultimately, he's going to change you where you don't sin at all when you go to heaven. Don't put a cap on it. And don't think about it almost not what I'm not doing. Think about what it is you're going to do. That you are going to pursue him with all your heart, with all your mind, and all your soul. And now all the campuses, I know that some of y'all need prayer for something. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for you for healing. We want to pray for you for encouragement. We want to pray for you for revelation. We want to pray for you that you would have a hunger to pray. A hunger to learn how to pray. It's not complicated. It is conversation. Conversation is only conversation when it's two-way. And you benefit more from listening to God than speaking to God. Doesn't mean you don't speak to God, it just means that what He has to say is more important and valuable to you than what you have to say to Him. Cry out to Him, cry out to Him, but make sure you listen for the rebound. So I'm going to ask all you to bow your heads and close your eyes on all the campuses. And there are some of you that have some issues in your life going on that you want us to pray for you today. Or you just want to someone to pray for you that the Holy Spirit would baptize you with fire. So in the privacy of your heart, if, if you would like us to pray for you, just pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. And then we're going to ask you to come to the altar so we can pray for you. Say, dear God, I want so bad to be on fire for Jesus. I want to be anointed by the Holy Spirit. I want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. I want to be a powerful tool in the kingdom of God. I want to hear God's voice. I want to have a hunger and thirst for righteousness. I want a hunger and thirst to sit before God and cry out to him. I want to be able to hear his small, still voice in my life. So, Lord, I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my time and my energy to you. Stir a desire and passion and hunger to pray. <laughs>